Jerry Whelan, you're an Irish Jesuit based in Rome in the teaching in the Gregorian University there. We're looking at the Pope. You've been uh, writing and, and researching on Pope Francis. Five years on, he's coming under fire from the Irish, former Irish president, Mary McAleese. Um, she's saying that he's good on social justice and the environment, poor on child protection and changing that, what she called the empire of misogyny that was the institutional Catholic Church. Uh, Patsy McGarry in the Irish Times saying all style and no substance. What's your reaction to this and your own reflections on the Pope after five years in office? Right. I've, I'm trying to follow the news coverage in Ireland uh, of the Pope and uh, I'm very distressed really at, at how negative things have been recently and, and uh, conflictual with regard to the Pope. Uh, so that's just one thing. But at the same time, what Mary McAleese said in that kind of checklist, is, I can largely agree with uh, the I think she misses some major points, but I don't disagree with that list of strengths and weaknesses of his uh, pontificate so far. Do you think the Pope nonetheless has another agenda that maybe hasn't been referred to, which is his method is very different from that of other popes and might be a slower way of tackling some of the issues that she feels and many people feel um, have not been tackled? Yes, uh, that's the area that I write on indeed. Um, this is the, the drama of Pope Francis, uh, and I believe it is, it's not just valuable for his pontificate. It can make the difference for a very long time in the future, many future popes. And it has to do with method. I speak about uh, the, the, the method of Pope Francis having three characteristics. There's discernment of spirits, there's an inductive approach, and there's a preferential option for the poor. Now, this is deeply in... in continuity with Vatican II. It's what Vatican II wanted, uh, but it's not always the way that Vatican II has been interpreted. I do believe fundamentally Pope Francis is in continuity with the other popes uh, that came before him, but there, are, there is a shift in method. So for a moment I want to talk about the difference of Pope Francis from especially John Paul and Benedict. They were very concerned about the period of experimentation after Vatican II, and I fully agree that many mistakes were made in the 1970s, etc. But they tended to adopt a position that I would call deductive, deductivist, a kind of laying down the law, saying this is the Catholic doctrinal position, and we're going to criticize culture, and we're going to make sure that theologians are on board with this approach to theology. It wasn't a very listening approach. Uh, there wasn't a lot of dialogue involved in that. It was a sort of a truth-proclaiming approach. Now, it, it's, it's very hard to explain this. I find even my students uh, can struggle. But Pope Francis arrives, and he has an inductive method, especially. Now, he's not actually disputing the doctrinal clarifications that happened with, with John Paul and Benedict. But there's a sense in which his shift towards a dialogue position makes a huge difference, and it's not often noted. So, for example, you have the doctrine, but you, have, you can adopt a very compassionate approach to people who are not living up to the doctrine, and that it's not their fault at times because there are questions of culture, especially interfering with uh, anybody's ability virtually to, to hear what the Catholic Church is trying to say. And by the way, often we're not saying it very well. So there's this, this gap of communication and there's a question of method and dialogue that is key to the approach that Pope Francis is trying to offer. 
So do you think that Pope Francis would welcome how Mary McAleese raised the issues or at least is getting into a public discussion about issues using her position um, because she has attracted a lot of media attention that many women who might hold the same opinions don't get and that that and at least is raising the issues for discussion among people on the ground in their own local places. Broadly speaking yes uh, but I'd have to qualify that so the yes is that the issues have merit. Uh, the, the actual speech that Barry McAleese gave talked above all about the role of women in the church, the fact that the church doctrine says the priesthood is reserved to men. And then the authorities say, but we can include women at high decision-making uh, levels because it, you don't have to equate high responsibility in the church with celebrating the sacraments. There, there can be room for for inclusion there. So they have said that, the authorities, but they haven't done anything much. So her strong critique was, look, you know, show us your plan. Let me call your bluff, she Mm. said. Now, I think that's a very valid point. Mm. Much has to be done. On the, the other side, it's kind of hard to explain this, but there's an issue of tone and style of communication. And really, this is not so much Mary McAleese, I believe, as the organizers of the conference that she was part of. There are ways to communicate this challenge which are more fruitful and ways that are not. Uh, And we got into a polarized situation of opposites over this conference at which Mary McAleese was uh, talking that I'm I'm very concerned about. I'm very uh, sorry that things arrived at that space. If I can give an example of something else that was happening in that same week, uh, where the same message was being communicated, but in a tone that was different, I work with this woman's organization, uh, World Union of Catholic Women's Organizations. Uh, It represents 10 million women around the world. Um, The Secretary General is from Argentina, and she lives here in Rome. She was present at a meeting uh, that took one week where where there was, I've forgotten how many cardinals, three or five cardinals, bishops, but an equal number of women. So there's this organization in the Vatican called the Commission for Latin America, So they organized this closed-door meeting where there were a series of sessions where basically the men listened to the women in Latin America and tried to get it, as they say. And the women would all be of a considerable position already in in Latin America, and certainly very committed uh, Catholics. They let the men have it. Uh, They they spoke about the, the profound exclusion of women and personal testimonies to suffering. And the the cardinals at the end were moved, made formal apologies in the sense that that means something in in, in such a meeting. But the point of the meeting was to plan seriously for steps in Latin America regarding inclusion of women at all levels. So uh, to use the terminology of Ignatian spirituality, the Latin American meeting was one of held in consolation, a model, I, I believe, of listening and dialogue that can move to real action. By contrast, when we get to kind of conflictual using the media, I have a a real concern that that will not bring change.